0: true joy only comes from Jesus and it's not just an outward natural happiness that we experience it's a deep satisfaction within our souls of knowing that the joy of the Lord is our strength and we have to share that joy with others. Hello there, and welcome to Unspeakable Joy Podcast. I am your host, Joy Sixtos. I am very excited to have you joining me today for our show, as we have a wonderful guest in store that I know you will enjoy and love. We are going to be having my pastor and spiritual father, Ruben Trevino, share with us today. By the way, I encourage you not only to listen to the shows, but to also share them with others so that they can also be blessed by, you know, what the Lord has us discussing each different episode to encourage their lives, strengthen them, and lift them up in the faith. To listen to archived shows, you can visit my podcast website at anchor.fm slash unspeakable dash joy. Or if you'd like to look over my ministry website, you're welcome to go to wix.com/lajoy6, and that's the number six slash unspeakable dash joy. If you visit those websites, you will be blessed and encouraged yourself. So listen and share. So to get to know Pastor Ruben, I want to share a few things with you. Uh, Pastor Reuben, along with his wife, Pastor Rosie have pastored the Good News Church in Victoria, Texas for 39 years and actually this past Sunday was a blessing to be able to join them and our church family in celebration um, as we, we commemorated and remembered the goodness of God for their church anniversary and you know we remember the humble beginnings of how they started off in the ministry and throughout the years how God raised them up and established them and set them where they are today to be an example to others as seasoned ministers, and we thank God for them and their ministry. So that was a blessing to participate in that. By the way, if you want to look up more on Good News Church, you can visit our GNC website at gncvictoria.com. Pastor Reuben also holds a bachelor's degree of biblical studies from the Institute for Teaching God's Word Theological Seminary. Pastor Reuben also serves on the board of directors of Abundant Life Church in Eagle River, Wisconsin, which is pastored by Pastor Cheryl Dixon Colburn. Pastor Reuben and Rosie have two children who are also involved in ministry. Ten grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. And I tell you what, they are prosperous and living the good life of Jesus Christ as they are faithful to the Lord and the Lord is faithful unto them. Throughout the years, I've witnessed their faithfulness, just as Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7 states, that we are to remember our leaders who spoke the word of God to you, consider their outcome of their way, and imitate their faith especially, I would say, in the area of prosperity in every area of our life. And that's exactly what we'll be discussing today, as this show's title is A Prosperous Generation. So without further ado, join me as we listen to the interview recorded a few days ago with Pastor Ruben. Hello there, and welcome back to Unspeakable Joy podcast with your host Joy Sixtos. I am very excited today to welcome you to the show because we have a wonderful guest here with me today which I know you will enjoy. It is none other than my spiritual father and pastor Ruben Trevino. How are you doing Pastor Ruben?
1: Oh we're doing great. We're blessed to the Lord and uh we've having having a great time and looking forward to spending time with you and whoever's listening in
0: Pastor. I just have a few questions for you talking about biblical prosperity. I know uh sometimes it's a touchy subject for some people, but as you and Pastor have taught us, when you break down the Bible and you see the full counsel of God about every area of life, including prosperity, it is for today, and it's for our generation. first of all, first question. What is biblical prosperity, and what does it include?
1: Well, it includes everything that pertains to life and godliness down here on this planet. Uh, So uh, 3 John 2 is a scripture that I love very much, and I know it's just a salutation. It's a greeting from John to the elder Gaius, but the Bible says that all scripture is inspired by God. I believe that God inspired John to write this. Mm -hmm. Because it's not only, it wasn't only John's desire to see gay eyes prosperous in every area of life, but I believe it's God's, uh, you know, also uh, uh, wish for everybody to prosper and be in health. You know, the scripture says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. We know our soul is our mind, our will, our emotions but notice it includes, it says it's, it's, it's John's highest wish for Gaias. And since all scripture is inspired by God, I believe it's God's wish and desire for all of his kids. He's not going to just desire it just for Gaias, just for John. It's for all of his kids. Now you think about this, Sister Joy, where does God reside? Where does he live? In a place called heaven. And the Bible says that is the place of prosperity. I mean, think about it, streets paved with gold. I mean, there's no place like that here on planet Earth. You know that. And so if this is where the father lives, what do you think he wants for his kids? He wants the best, just like any normal father or mother always wants better for their kids than what they had.
0: It's true what you're saying, that even like the Bible says, let it be done here on Earth as it is in heaven. That's God's highest wish for us.
1: It has to be because that's that's where he lives, so you can imagine I mean what father wants something less for their kids, they always want the same or better or more for their kids, and that's why God says in john fourteen one you know he talks about uh, his will being done on earth and he says, and there are mansions that he's got up there. he didn't have trailer homes, nothing wrong with a trailer home. we had one when we first started in ministry. But it was a brand new double wide and uh, a little over two thousand square feet and four bedroom and it was it was blessed and we were stepping out in faith in the ministry and uh, and I just knew that it was god's will f- for us to be blessed and for all of his kids to be blessed. but it all depends on on your mind, your will, your emotions, and your soulish realm. How how much of the Word of God is inside of your mind, is inside of your spirit? Because that will determine what kind of level of prosperity you're going to experience. And my wife and I, when we first started off, when we first got married, this was 1968. Minimum wage was $1.68, and I was working part-time and at, at a wholesale store in Corpus and going to college, going to school. And uh, I'll tell you what, we lived in a small house, a three-room house. Somebody said, "You mean a three-bedroom?" No, three room, and uh, and we shared it with you know with mice and with uh, cockroaches, and but it was only nine dollars a week, and it's not bad because you think about it. I mean, I was only bringing home working part time about twenty dollars uh, a week, so you think about that—almost half of our paycheck went 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 for that. So. But nonetheless, we still tithe. We gave our offerings. And uh, God has been faithful. And uh, I'll tell you what, as I look back over almost 52 years of marriage, I've seen the hand of God, the blessing of God upon me and my wife, because we both started really with nothing. We didn't even have a car when we got married. Mm -hmm. had to walk to school, had to walk to work, whole nine yards. But you know what? Uh, Those were our beginnings. But uh, thank God we're we're not where we started. Uh, God's prosperity in our lives is for every area of our lives not just when i say prosperity when god talks prosperity he's not just talking money there are things money can't buy you know money can buy you a good bed but it can't buy you a good night's sleep it can buy you a house but uh it's not a not necessarily going to be a home where there's peace and joy and, and so on and so forth unless you're living there of course your name is joy hello <laughs>
0: Yes, sir. Now, I love, too, how you've you've shared with us throughout the years that even speaking today, that your parents, they were pastors, and Pastor Rosie was also a pastor's kid. But your parents instilled that biblical truth from day one on how to give one dime, just 10 cents out of every dollar. Can you tell me about that?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I've been doing it since I was a little kid. I remember my allowance was 25 cents. A week, and uh, from that, uh, mom and dad taught us to set aside ten percent. Of course, that's only you know two and a half cents. It's not it's not much, but I remember I would give extra. I would just give a whole nickel, and back then a whole nickel could buy you a whole lot of stuff. And uh, not like today, but nonetheless, I learned the principle at a young age, so I never have struggled to give to God what belongs to God. I'm glad that I had parents that taught me in the ways of God. And I encourage the parents that are listening now, you train and teach your kids in the ways of God. But first of all, you got mm-hmm. to be the example to the little ones coming up because they're going to eventually grow up and become teenagers and young single adults. And then they're going to get married, start their own little nest, so to speak. And uh, as the song would say, and the beat goes on, and it just goes on to the next generation. And we start off, you know, just being a child, and now, you, now you're a dad, you're a mom. Then you become a grandpa and a grandma, and now we, we are great-grandparents. We had 10 grandkids and two great-grandchildren. It's a blessing.
0: Yes, yes, sir. What a blessing. So even at that young age, you knew the concept of biblical tithing and giving offerings you obeyed. And we know the full implications of prosperity, like you said, in every area of our life. But even financially speaking, that helped keep the covenant between you and God in that area. That helped keep protection upon you. You weren't stealing from God. You were obeying his covenant word, you know, in that area. So praise God for that. And I know throughout the years, God has, I don't want to say tested you in a way, but tested you in the sense that will you give, will you sow even sacrificially? And the point I'm trying to talk about is Pastor Rosie and you were in the ministry already throughout your time as pastors of Good News Church. You even got to the point where you were blessed enough to sow vehicles into people's lives. Can you share about that?
1: Well, I remember, I don't know how many we've sown, I think it's about 10 or 11 vehicles. And, uh, and I say that, uh, you know, humbly, I'm not bragging or anything, I'm just letting people know that we believe in what we're preaching and teaching, that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And by that means that you get blessed when you know, when you give, but that's not why you give. You give the main reason is because God places it in your heart. And number two, it's going to bless somebody, going to help somebody. And they're going to give thanksgiving towards God and maybe even give you thanks for it. So it's a double blessing. It's more of a blessing to give because we get blessed when we give. And then we get blessed to see the people receive what we give that comes from, from God because God has blessed us. And we're just really, we're just stewards. We're not owners, and that's where I think people miss it sometimes. They think they own it. But no, we're just blessed to be able to to be in the middle, the middle man, so to speak, and just be blessed, be a channel, just like the Jordan River is still giving life today. And uh, But the Dead Sea, everything in it is dead. There's, there's nothing alive in the Dead Sea because it doesn't doesn't give out. It just receives what comes from the Jordan River. So it, it never knows what it's like, you know to give and receive, but we as as Christians, we believe in giving and receiving, and it just automatically comes. We don't give to receive, but yet we know it's going to come back to us so that we can give again, and when we give again, we receive again, and when we receive, give again, and, and it just keeps on going on, and it never really stops until you stop sowing. That's why we, we not only preach it and teach it, but we live it, and We've experienced all kinds of miracles, financial, physical, and, uh, and our people that have been with us for, for a long time, they got a hold of the concepts, and that's what brings joy to my life. Like it says in Third John 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Ultimately, every mom and dad wants to see them prosper. When I say them, I talk about our children, whether it's natural or spiritual and a lot of our children uh, you know have been with us for many many years and you know, i've seen the prosperity upon their lives and uh, i don't think they would trade their lifestyle for for any other lifestyle after having experienced all the blessing that they've experienced and god is a good god i'll tell you he really is
0: amen amen and you know pastor you're talking about those vehicles that you gave away i can testify to the joy on the receiving end because I was maybe junior high age and there was a church service going on. I believe it was a, a New Year service. And one thing led to another. And my family was actually blessed with a vehicle from you and Pastor Rosie personally directly. And it was a nice vehicle and, and it met the need that we had and we were not expecting it in the natural. Of course, we expect the blessing of the Lord to come. But in the natural, at that moment, it was a surprise to us. And I tell you what, it was a complete blessing. And I remember, uh, and I'm going to I'm gonna tear up here, but I remember um, my brother, he was in elementary. You know, we've always loved praising and worshiping the Lord. And one of the first things he said is, uh, does it have a radio? Does it have a radio so we can hear praise and worship? And you know, that was just a blessing. And, and that's part of the prosperity of the Lord, like you're saying, one part of it, to have the ability to be a blessing and to meet a need. It. So praise mm-hmm. God for that testimony.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I remember that night. I really do. And uh, I remember getting the car all cleaned up. It was a black Cadillac, what it was. We had just finished paying it off and the Lord placed it in our hearts to sow it and to y'all's family. And we did. And I remember as I was cleaning up, I opened up the middle part of the the front seat, the two seats, and it had that little thing in the middle where you could put a lot of stuff in there. And I would just throw my change in there. And it probably, I don't know how much it was. And I started to take it out. I said, no, I'm just going to just leave it in there. And I'm pretty sure Jonathan was probably one of the first ones to find it. (laughs) And there's a lot of change in there. But, you know, God always wants to give us the best. And like I said, and that was the best that we had at that time, a Cadillac. And uh, I'm glad that y'all were able to to receive it and use it and praise God. And uh, yeah, we did it uh, several times and blessed a lot of families. And We've blessed people with money. We've blessed people with furniture. Uh, but the most important thing is that we've blessed them with the truth of the Word of God. From behind the pulpit and outside of the pulpit, they've seen our lives in and out. And they see that that God has truly blessed us. And like I said, the blessing of the Lord includes spiritual, physical, financial, material, emotional. It includes everything. It's not just in one area or two areas. It's in all areas. All things that pertain to life and godliness. That's what true prosperity is all about, to be able to take the Word of God, apply it into your life, and, and see it manifested in your life, and then be an example to others where you can eventually teach it to others so that they can experience what you've experienced. And to me, that's the greatest joy there is when I see the people that we've uh, you know shared the Word of God with, when I see them be blessed, and then I see their kids get blessed, and that's their generation, and then their kids, and that's fourth generation. I mean, it just blesses me. Uh, It it really does. A a lot of times I I just start weeping, you know, I just start thanking God, you know, for the opportunity to be able to be blessed, to be a blessing and to teach others that God is real and that he loves you enough to even correct you when you're going in the wrong direction. That's real love, you know, when somebody you know, takes the time to correct you because otherwise they didn't care about you. They just let you go on and keep making your mistakes and, and wind up hurting yourself and, or hurting other people. But I'm so glad that he loves us enough to correct us out of, out of pure love because he doesn't want us to eventually go to hell. He wants us all of his kids to go to heaven. But sad to say, some people do reject God and go in a different direction. And, and uh, that's very hurtful to God and hurtful to, you know, to the pastors, whatever church they may have attended or do attend, because a true shepherd wants to see them succeed in every area of life and be prosperous in all areas, not just finances. We want to see people prosper in their marriage and their relationships with people, with the brothers and sisters, mom and dads, cousins, aunts and uncles. And we know that not everybody's on the same page spiritually. But no matter how they treat you, you can choose to treat people the way God says to treat them. And and that'll keep you walking in the love walk. And that'll keep you in the prosperous road in all areas.
0: I totally agree, Pastor Ruben. I totally agree. I love what my brother says when we have family discussions. And I love what he says that you and Pastor Rosie give the full counsel of God. And that includes prosperity, like you're saying, not only in finances, but in our body, in our minds, in our relationships. And as young people, even in keeping ourselves holy, spirit, soul, mind, and body, and in showing us how to tithe and how to offer.
1: That's very true. That's that's beautiful when the next generation gets it and the, the generation after that. Because otherwise, it would die out with the first generation. But the gospel is for all people, all generations, all religions, all, all the colors, and the whole nine yards. God wants everybody to know his son Jesus, and that's why we preach what we preach. And of course, not everybody, not all religions believe in the, in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But nonetheless, this is what we preach, this is what we believe. in the old covenants and the new covenant. And, uh, you know, we're we're willing to not only live for it, but to die for it. And uh, I'm just believing God for even greater things and bigger things. That's coming not only our way, but but towards our people. And I'm I'm just so thankful when I hear good praise reports, people getting jobs, people getting raises, promotions, starting businesses, getting blessed. You know, it doesn't matter how big or how small. It's still a blessing from God. God is in the blessing business, and the devil is still in the cursing business. And you just got to be on, on the right side, on the right team. And I believe that we are, and the more and more people are going to find out about it and, and want to get in on it, because who doesn't, who doesn't want to prosper? How many people really enjoy being poor? I don't think anybody does.
0: I agree, Pastor Ruben. I know uh, recently, you know, social media, we can scan, we can see people's opinions and ideas and even doctrine. And somebody was, you know, against the prosperity message and bashing it and bashing actual ministers that we know by the Spirit are speaking the truth. They're rightly dividing the word of God. Why do people think that Jesus would be against prosperity when, like you opened with, 3 John chapter 2, he wishes above all things that we prosper and be in health. God wouldn't come through Jesus. He would not come and make all that effort just to still have us in poverty, have us in sickness, and have us in an unprosperous life. That's what he came for.
1: If you go read Isaiah 53, uh, most theologians will agree that that's it talking about Jesus 700 years before he was even born, what he was going to do on that cross and the purpose for him coming. And uh, I'll tell you what, when people find out that he was wounded for our transgressions, he didn't do it for himself. He was bruised for our iniquities. He did it for me, did it for us. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes... We are healed. as a four-part blessing the prosperity. And it's very rare you ever hear the third part. He was chastised for our prosperity, for our peace. That word peace is the Hebrew word shalom, which means prosperity, nothing missing, nothing broken. So you have to study the Word of God to find out the true meanings. If you don't know what that word peace really means and then you're going to be missing out on something that Jesus died for. I mean, we, we've we heard about him dying for our sins. And praise God for that. But it's very rare you hear about him dying for our poverty. You understand? And so, you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if you never hear that, or if you go to a church where they say that we're not supposed to prosper, we're supposed to be poor like Jesus was poor, well— I tell you what he was not a poor man. How many poor people do you know of can support the twelve different men and their families and have a treasure? What poor man is going around with a treasure and taking care of twelve households? I don't know of anybody. Think about it. I mean, that's just common sense. How can you preach? How can you believe against prosperity when you see that Jesus was the son of God? Do you think uh, that the father wants less for the son than what he's got? Remember what Jesus prayed? He says, let his will, the will of the father, my father, which art in heaven, is referring to him in the Lord's prayer. Then he says, let his will, the father's will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. Well, how is it in heaven? There's no poverty, there's no sickness, there's no lack. And I'm thinking, dear Lord, come on, just just that alone ought to wake you up and say, well, you know what, if that's the way it is up there, then that's what God wanted to institute down here when he made earth and he put man in charge. But the problem was, of course, you know, man turned it over to Satan when he disobeyed the commandments of the Lord. And guess what? I mean, Adam had it made, had it made. But guess what? Uh, he committed treason and we're all paying for it thousands of years later. But Jesus came and he restored everything. Once you receive the Lord, receive Jesus, now you have access to the tree of life. And that tree of life has prosperity in it. Listen to this scripture. I've heard. I know you've heard me teach on it. Deuteronomy 8, eighteen. He says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power of the ability to get wealth. Amen. Now, why would he give us ability to get wealth? He should say, hey, I'll give you the ability to, uh, to have poverty. I don't want you to be wealthy. I don't want you to be healthy. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll give you the power the ability to get wealth that you may establish my covenant. What's this covenant all about? Reaching all the families of the earth and in order to do that, it's going to take finances. It's going to take money to buy Bibles, money to build churches, money to to, to run God's kingdom, just like it takes money for the devil's kingdom. Look at uh, Las Vegas. Look at all the money that's there. And they're open 24-7. Think about it. God says, you know, that I want you to, to be blessed. And he says, I'll give you the power to get wealth that you may establish my covenant, which I've established unto thy fathers as it is to this day. And so that's God's wish. That's God's highest wish. He wants us well. Think about it in the natural. If you get a little cut on your finger, automatically it clots the blood because God don't want you, you know, bleeding to death. He made the body to restore itself. Think about it. Eventually in a few days, that cut will be totally healed because God made the body to heal. And God the one instituted the marriage and you know, all of that. I mean, God just wants us to be blessed, to enjoy His life. I mean, what did Jesus say in John ten ten? The thief cometh by what? To steal, kill, and destroy. That's Satan. But I am come that you might have life and have it in abundance. And the Amplified Bible says to have more than enough, more than enough, an abundant life, so you can be blessed, you can be happy and and enjoy, you know, the best house you can believe God for, the best car, the best clothes, the best schools, the best of everything. And then we want to be able to tell others about the blessed life. That's why it's so vital, so important for all of God's kids, no matter how young. And me and my wife, we started at a young age to to tithe and give offerings and, and put God first in our lives. We were taught that at home, and that needs to be taught at home. Don't wait on the schools. Don't wait on the churches. As a church, we only get the kids for about an hour a week. But at home, you've got them almost 24-7, except for when they're in school. And uh, But now, you know, it, it's up to the parents, really, as to what level of prosperity is going to be in their home. And a lot of it depends on, on what on what they've learned, on what they've applied, what they believe, what they don't believe. It's going to, it's going to be on their kids. Uh, for six years, I went every... I think it was either Tuesday night or Thursday night, one night a week, to the prison system in in Beeville, Garza West, when the chaplain was the chaplain there. And I taught a Bible class to the guys there. You don't know how many guys would come up to me, many of them that were involved with gangs, and they would come crying. Of course, they wouldn't do that in front of the guys because it's a sign of weakness to them. But they would come crying and say, how come my dad never told me that he loved me? How come my mama was not around? How come they were all alcoholics? And how come I had to live on the street and and see my mom bringing different men every night? And, and, you know, I I miss my dad. I I wish my dad would have at least told me one time that he loved me. How come he never did? I said, well, you know, I don't know your dad. I don't know why he did what he did. But if I had to guess, I would say it's because his dad never showed him love. It's that Hispanic culture. The macho image. We're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to show weakness. And yet the Bible says that Jesus wept. You know, he wept at the tomb of Lazarus. I mean, he wept over the city of Jerusalem. Weakness doesn't mean just because you cry that you're weak. It doesn't mean that at all. It means you you have compassion. Your heart, you know, is touched by many things. Seeing people hurt, seeing people struggle when they don't have to. And as a pastor, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know? I've seen people struggle, and, and you've taught them, but sometimes they don't do what they know they should do, and now they're struggling, or they're not even serving God anymore. But my joy is to see those that are serving God, and I just praise God for those families, uh, like, like your family, your mom and dad, when, when your dad had that accident, and uh, he himself says he was, he was dead, he was on his way to hell. Yet he was a Christian, but he was a backslider. He had stopped tithing, stopped coming to church, working all the time, didn't want to come to church because he'd rather be working. And then he had that that awful fall fifteen feet from the windmill. And when he hit the ground, he was dead. But you know, your mom and you were there and you all prayed over him because you knew what to pray. You knew how to pray. You were taught the word of God, and you believe God. And I tell you what, that was prosperity in action right there that brought your dad back. And the doctor said he was going to be a vegetable; that he was not going to be normal. And sometimes I do agree with that, jokingly, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> I could joke around with your dad because him and I like to kid around. Man, I tell you what, his testimony is awesome. How he came back from, from literally from the dead, based on what he went through. I mean, he shouldn't even be alive, much less be able to walk and talk and drive and, and all that. But man, that's, that's part of prosperity right there is to be able to raise somebody from the dead. Dear Jesus, that's powerful. I don't know how old you were at that time, but I don't know what you remember of that, but uh, man, really been something.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was seven years old and I remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember feeling things in the spiritual realm, the I didn't realize it fully at the time, but now as I've matured in the things of God, I felt the spirit of death. I felt my father's spirit, in a sense, too, as it went down into the earth towards hell. And it was a very scary thing. But praise God for the prosperity that we had, the word of God, in order to speak over that situation.
1: Now you think about this, how many people believe once saved, always saved? You know, it's a a real special doctrine. I think it's a pet doctrine of some people, and they believe that, well, I, I was saved at five years old, and so I can live any way I want to live any way I was once saved, and I'm always saved. Well, if that was true, which it's not, there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible, but once again, your dad would not have been experiencing going down into a place called hell. If it's true, if it's once saved, always saved. He was not on his way to heaven. He wasn't going up. He was going down. Thank God that y'all were there at that time or else, you know, that that would have been his last day on planet Earth. But thank God for the prosperity of the Word of God that y'all brought him back to life and he's alive now. That's That's been over what? Over 20 years ago or more?
0: Yes, sir. It happened in 1993.
1: Oh, my goodness. Man, tell you what. Thank God the Word of God works back then it still works today. And it'll work a thousand years from now if Jesus tarries. Prosperity is for all generations, from the youngest to the oldest, from the cradle uh, until we we go to heaven. And, uh, man, I tell you what, uh, it's going to be awesome once we get to heaven. But in the meanwhile, we can experience the best of heaven down here because that's what Jesus prayed. Let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And just that prayer alone ought to let you know what God's will really is. Because Jesus said, I don't do anything unless my father tells me to do it. I don't say anything unless my father says it. And uh, so Jesus was the will of God where mankind could see it. If you've seen me, you've seen the father, right? And so, man, there were many times that that Jesus performed uh, prosperity miracles. Think about that fish that he told Peter to go get, that first fish you you get, open up its mouth, that's going to be a coin, and you go pay my taxes and pay your taxes. Man, that's supernatural. You know, for somebody to multiply the loaves of bread and the fishes and feed probably over 20,000 people, that's prosperity. That's being able to do something without money. So that's why I said prosperity is more than just money. I mean, it includes it, but that's not all of it. That's just a small part of it, and it's needed. But I'll tell you what, there are things money can never buy. And uh, I'll tell you what, that's why I love the true prosperity of the Word of God, because you can take the Word of God, even though it's in spiritual form, you can turn it into material things by believing God. And uh, it'll manifest just a matter of time. You just got to believe God. And keep keeps sowing your seed. Uh, natural, spiritual, prayers are seeds. Our words are seeds and so on and so forth. It's, a, it's vital. It's, it's vitally important. It's, it's really awesome. I'm looking right now at an old newspaper from way back when we were in Port Lavaca. And there was a, an article that shows you and little Jonathan and your mom and your daddy. You, you look like you might have been about 11 or 12. I'll, I'll take it to the church, and I'll show it to you. And it's on page 8. It's called Good News Today. And we used to print a newspaper, and we used to roll it up, throw it to every home in Port Lavaca. And y'all are in there. And a matter of fact, that's where your dad shares his testimony. And it says on there, it says, I was on my way to hell. My name is Frank Sixtos from Yorktown. And about three years ago, so that would have been, what, '96." Three years ago, I was working on my windmill and I fell 20 feet. And he talks about how, you know, how God raised him from the dead and how you and your mom prayed over him. Thank God you knew how to pray in the Holy Ghost. And God he won one of those type of prayers. Well, if it be thy will, Lord help us. You better you better know the will of God before you pray. How could you pray in faith and say, if it be thy will? I mean, if means you don't know.
0: Mm, no doubt at a time like that.
1: You don't definitely want to doubt at a time like that. And thank God that all these years later here we are now in the twenty twenty and and your dad, um uh, he's what, sixty or sixty one, something like that?
0: Yes, sir, sixty.
1: And uh praise God. Hallelujah. Still going strong and still joking around with everybody, giving everybody a hard time every once in a while, but he does it in a in a good way, in a joking way and uh But always tell him, well, Brother Frank, you've done a lot of sowing, my friend. So uh, get ready for some reaping (laughs) when people, you know, doke around with him. But nonetheless, prosperity is for all people, no matter how young or how old. That's why it's important to train up a child in the way he should go. And me and my wife, we were trained as a young child. My wife was four years old when her parents come to know Jesus. And she was healed of an incurable disease. And now her parents eventually passed her to church. And now they're both in heaven. My mama's in heaven. But before she went to heaven, she taught us how to pray. She taught us how to be faithful in the house of God. That's why, you know, now next month, you know, me and my wife are going to be 70. And when we first started in full-time ministry, we were 30 years old.
0: That's That's Jonathan's age right now. That's
1: Jonathan's age right now. Wow. Yes, sir. Awesome. But uh, time flies when you're having fun. You know, casting out devils, laying hands on the sick, and believing God for prosperity for all people in all areas. i tell you what, it's a lot of fun preaching and teaching the Word of God. And I know I'm going to see it in my grandkids and great-grandkids. And You know, if Jesus tarries, eventually, you know, we'll go the way of the grave. If not, we'll go the way of the rapture. Either way, we win, because we read the end of the book, and we win, and the devil loses
0: Praise God for that. Amen. Amen. I just want to say, Pastor Ruben, it's been a complete honor to have you on the show today. And even this show is part of your fruit, part of Pastor Rosie's fruit of the prosperity, the life of the word of God, the mentorship throughout the years that you have sown into my life and my family's life. And we are reaching people for Christ and letting them know that they can have that beloved I wish above all all things, that you prosper spirit, soul, mind, and body, and be in health, to even be able to share that prosperity with others about Jesus and his kingdom for all the days of our life. So thank you, Pastor Ruben, and your wife, Pastor Rosie, a prophetess there at our church, for sowing, giving, and sometimes giving sacrificially, and time, and your effort, and you know, only God knows all that y'all have given, and and I believe that has been sown in our lives and we receive it. And we are reaping and part of your prosperous harvest, even to our generation. So thank you so much.
1: Amen. You're more than welcome. And uh, praise God that it's going to go on through you. And if you eventually get married and have family, it's going to go to your children and so on and so forth.
0: Yes, sir. And today, again, for those of y'all listening to the podcast, we've been talking about a prosperous generation with my pastor, my spiritual father, Pastor Ruben Trevino of Good News Church. And so I hope y'all have been blessed today just to hear that impartation, what we are blessed to hear Sunday upon Sunday and Wednesdays and the full counsel of God from our pastors. And so we've been talking about just prospering in every area of our life. I know we have testimony upon testimony about the goodness of God working on our behalf. And it is for you to, like Pastor Reuben said, no matter what your age, no matter what your background, God can empower you and enable you to be blessed in order to be a blessing unto others. Pastor Ruben, as we close today, would you mind praying for the audience?
1: Praise God. Well, we just praise and worship you, Lord Jesus, that it's your will, Father God, for all your children to prosper. And I don't know all the people that are listening where they're at spiritually, but Father God, open up their eyes to be able to see the full plan of God that God wants them blessed in all areas so that they can be a blessing. And I just praise you and thank you. And I just bind the enemy from anything he's trying to do to keep them from hearing the truth of the word of God in the area of prosperity in all areas. And I just thank you, Father God, that if they're sick in their bodies, I just rebuke every sickness, disease, germ, virus, infection, bacteria off of their bodies. Satan, you get out of their bodies now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God. They're going to feel the prosperity of God. They're going to be feeling the the healing anointing of Jesus in their bodies from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. And I just praise you and thank you, Father God, that the word of God is going to arise inside of them. And they're going to get more knowledge of the word of God and more wisdom and learn to apply it so that they can get to the point point in place that they're going to be blessed to be a blessing, and they're going to enjoy it and have fresh testimonies of how God has blessed them and how through their lives, other people's lives, are being touched and changed by the power of God. And I thank you for Sister Joy and her ministry, Father God. You just bless her in a special way, Father God, in this podcast and all that you have in store for her in her future, Father God, that she will be a a blessing to many others in all areas. And I just praise you and thank you, Father God, for all the listening. In Jesus' mighty name, that they be blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Wow, what a powerful time we've had today with my pastor, Ruben. Praise God for this word, this encouragement, revelation. Let me know, write to me, let me know. Um, They're on anchor.fm. Slash unspeakable dash joy of how this particular episode and others have been a blessing to you. And I encourage you to listen and share and even you know, share it and, and challenge all generations and even young adults and youth that they can too have a prosperous life. God's best is for them as well. They're not too young in order to be able to enjoy the good life of God and operate in that. And, and no matter what persecution comes, no matter what circumstances come, no matter what people may say or may do, as long as we're honoring God's word and living according to his word, we will have that John ten ten 10 life that Pastor Ruben talked about, life and life in abundance. Pastor Ruben, thank you again, sir, for being on the show today.
1: My honor and my pleasure. I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Amen. We love you. And Pastor Rosie, greet her for me in Jesus' name. And um, for those of y'all listening, until next time, God bless you.